The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. How are you now? How are you now? Um, ladies and gentlemen, folks, we are trying something a little bit new today. So hello and welcome to the Bottom 6 Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. We're talking today about episode 36. Can't believe we've actually made it 36 episodes and I haven't jumped off my balcony with how this team is playing. But we're trying something a little bit new today. What are we trying? Glad I asked. I'm recording this, at least the beginning portion of this podcast, while the game is actually still happening. There's currently four minutes and nine seconds left on the clock. The Montreal Canadiens are actually involved in a tight game here. It is two to two with the Chicago Blackhawks. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying something new here, seeing if maybe recording during the game uh, gives a, a little bit of a different flavor to the podcast. So please, as always, my DMs are open if you, uh, if you like this. New format, I mean, let me know. We can keep trying this for the rest of the season. If you don't like it, you know, send me a DM and say, hey, fuckface, I didn't like that at all. Uh, I don't care. I'm a big boy. I used to ref minor hockey, for all of you who don't know. So I've been called every name in the book. You feel free to send me some insults if you really want to. I can handle it. Now, I'm not going to sit here and play-by-play the entire four minutes for you of action. Uh, what I am going to do is we'll, we'll do a little bit of a recap on what happened so far. How did we get into a 2-2 game because let's face it the Montreal Canadiens they don't find themselves in many 2-2 games this late uh you know this season maybe last year they would find themselves in a few games like that when they were defensively uh somewhat sound Uh, not this season but um anyways first period was absolutely terrible uh the Habs had a total of two shots in the period and the Blackhawks had 12 so that should tell you about all you need to know about how that period went but it didn't go so bad for them in terms of score Right? They're getting absolutely outshot by a mountain. Samuel Montembeau has given them a pretty good period, but the one time that he can't make a save and he actually lets in a bad one, uh, Jonathan Taves throws a breakaway pass to Dominic Kubalik, and Monty just whiffs on it with his glove, and it's in. And, oh, shit, Habs just took a penalty. Habs just took a penalty. Patrick Kane's trying to make it look like he's bleeding. You're not bleeding. Go to the bench. Sit down. (laughs) Anyways, where was I? Um, Yeah, Montembeau, he whiffs on it in the first period with his glove. That makes it 1-0. But they were lucky to get out of that period just 1-0. Because, again, they got outshot 12-2. It was brutal. They couldn't get any pucks on net. Second period, they equaled their entire shot output of the first period in the first 25 seconds of the second period. And they started playing much, much better in that period. Uh, they kind of took over the game at that point. Uh, they are getting the better scoring chances. They're getting more shots on net. And they tie it up. 
Jeff Petrie gets a bit of a friendly bounce off the backboards, a little half clapper from the circle and makes it 1-1. Later on in the period, Alexander Romanov lands one of the most thunderous, beautiful, clean body checks that you're ever going to see on Sam Lafferty. Um, of course, he gets drawn into a fight for it, for whatever reason. It was a clean hit. But the refs actually make the right call, and they give extra. They give the instigator to Chicago uh, because they knew the, the hit was clean. They weren't calling anything on that hit. There was no reason for that fight to happen. And, of course, this sparks the Habs. Their power play has been absolute shit this season, but they get something out of it. So I think Romanov had a little something to do with that. I think he woke them up a little bit. Uh, Cole Caulfield finds Mike Hoffman at the bottom of the circle. He puts it in makes it 2-1. to one. Habs have a lead. Of course, early on in this very period that I'm still watching, uh, Jeff Petrie takes a tripping penalty uh, about three minutes in, maybe a little bit less than three minutes. And, of course, that one hurts. Patrick Kane, he gets a, a bad angle shot, like standing near the bottom of the circle, and beats Samuel Montembeau five-hole. That's another one that Samuel Montembeau definitely should have stopped. But you can't be too mad at him at this stage in the game because, honestly, he is a big part of the, the Habs still being in it. He has made a number of really good saves. It's just unfortunate that the two goals that went in um, were kind of shitty goals that he probably should have stopped. So now that I've taken through, uh, taken you all through my recap, uh, we are currently sitting at 1 minute and 46 seconds left to play, and it's still tied. The Blackhawks are still on a power play. Um, Larry Dolphins, Laurent Dauphin, is sitting in the box because he high-stick Patrick Kane. And as I mentioned... He tried to make it look like he was bleeding, sitting there rubbing his chin like all of a sudden blood's going to come out of it. Uh, and it didn't, so it's only a two-minute penalty. And, whoa, there's a good save by Montembeau with the blocker. And if the Habs can kill this off, they're going to have about a minute and ten seconds to get themselves into an overtime period. Or, of course, they could try to score a goal and win the game. But I think for them... Getting to overtime would have to be considered a bit of a win at this stage in the year. And that's not going to go in. And, oh, oh, no. I, I thought they were about to get a little two-on-two -two action there coming off, but I think um, I think that was Suzuki. Uh, he was tired at the very end of a shift. So, anyways, 45 seconds to go. I think this team is about to find themselves in overtime. So if that's the case, I'll, I'll probably take a little break and uh, I'll come back towards the end of that period or after a goal gets scored. I don't know. This is a new format, so I'm open to suggestions. Again, if anybody's listening to this podcast and you feel like, hey, this is stupid, don't do this again, tell me. If you like it, then also tell me, and maybe we can keep doing it. Although I think this particular format might suck a lot for games where they get destroyed, like, I don't know, 9 nothing. But who knows? Maybe it's still going to be fun. I don't know. Um, I guess while we're waiting for them to drop the puck, we just had a whistle there uh, for offside against the Chicago Blackhawks. We need to talk a little bit about Alexander Romanov's hit, man. That was one of the more beautiful hits I've seen uh, in a long time. And there's a lot of those coming from him this season. If you go check out either my Twitter feed at DrakeMT or you can check out Scott Matla at Scott Matla, uh, one of my friends from Eyes on the Prize. Uh, we both have some gifts up of that hit. Um, he's got some really good slow-mo ones. It was an absolutely thunderous hit like he allowed Sam Lafferty to think that he had enough space to get by and then just shut the door on him and it was very reminiscent of if you watch old highlights of Larry Robinson now I don't want to draw comparisons to one of the greatest defensemen to ever play the game but it really is very similar to the way that Robinson hit that's what Romanov does 
He lulls you into a false sense of security and makes you think you can get around him on the outside. And that's why he's nailing all these guys when they cut across the blue line uh, because they think that they can get past him and they really can't. He does a couple of quick crossovers and cuts in on you. And in the blink of an eye, you're, you go from thinking, okay, I'm safe to this guy's putting all of his weight into you. And he does it clean. He does it shoulder low, elbow tucked in, and just drives right through you. And ladies and gentlemen, as I finish my little diatribe about Alexander Romanov's hits, we have finished the third period. The Montreal Canadiens are going to overtime. So I'm going to take a little break here. I'm going to pause, and I'll be back to you guys at some point during that period. And we're back. How are you now? It's been a long time, hasn't it? A whole five seconds um yeah we're we're watching overtime now there's three minutes and 48 seconds to go uh i decided why not let's maybe this podcast will go a little bit longer than i like but i i had to cut myself in to say rem pitlick playing his first game uh for the montreal canadians after getting picked up off waivers he's out there uh well he just went on the bench but he's out there he took a shift in overtime and we got caulfield here and uh caulfield ah, he passed it out of the zone well Interesting that uh, Rem Pitlick, playing his very first game after getting picked up on waivers, he's got enough confidence from the coach to get uh, a shift in overtime during the three-on-three. I wouldn't have expected that, you know? Not at all. And we got Paling. Ah, mm, he tried to find Caulfield, got intercepted. Now it's getting back out of the zone. So Montreal, not super strong at three-on-three overtime, as we know. They've started this thing out, like, trying to do their little rope-a-dope thing where they kind of go backwards constantly, and they're looking to, you know, wait and see if there's an opening for them to do, like, a, a quick attack on you. And we got Suzuki cutting into the net. Oh, my God. He got stopped. <laughs> Close. We almost had a win, folks. Uh, now they better get back quick. They better get back quick. Oh, boy. Breakaway for Chicago. Oh, God. They just bowled right through Samuel Montembeau. That is not good. That does not look good. The last thing the Montreal Canadiens right now or need right now is to lose another goaltender to injury. Oh boy. Okay, he looks all right, but uh, looks like it was Hoffman that actually drove into uh, Montembeau more than anything. Hoffman was coming back trying to make a, a stop on that breakaway, and to his credit, he got back quick. But you got to not run into your own goaltender while you're doing that, you know? Oof. Now the refs are going over to the box. Are they legitimately going to consider this as a potential goal? If you look at the replay, okay, he's coming in. He's stick handling. Hoffman comes in, hits him, runs into the goaltender. Does the puck cross the line? Well, the puck crosses the line, but the net's already off. The net's way off by the time it gets across the line. So I don't see how they can call this a goal, even though Hoffman is also going in there because it looks like... Who is that for the Blackhawks? But it looks like he's the one that really pushes the net off. Hoffman goes into Montembeau, but the net gets pushed off specifically by the Blackhawks player. So I don't see how this could possibly be considered a goal. But this is the NHL. So let me put a little pause on this, and then we'll come back when they make a decision. And... And of course, they're calling it a good goal. Oh, <laughs> so guys, 
they're calling it a good goal. So they're saying this is a goal, which I don't agree with whatsoever. But now they're reviewing the play to see whether or not it was offside. Which, uh, let's take a look. It was. It was offside. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, this is amazing. The The issue here is going to be, does he have control of the puck? Because when he comes to the blue line, right, his feet definitely go over before the puck. But if he has control, then that's okay. Now, there's, I don't think that you can possibly say he had control because he tips it. And by the time he gets control, it looks to me like his feet are already over the line anyways. So they're about to make the decision. And let's see. Oh, come the fuck on. Whatever. Whatever. If that's control of the puck is that it has touched your stick, uh, then, you know, come on. Come on. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is another loss for the Montreal Canadiens. It's going to go down as a final score of 3-2. to two. Uh, loss to the Chicago Blackhawks in overtime. So the Montreal Canadiens get a point, a point that they don't need and, and you know, we probably don't want. I'd, I'd, I'd rather see a win if we're going to get points at this stage, you know? I don't want to sit here and get one point for this. I mean, that was a pretty good effort. I feel kind of gutted for the team. Like, they deserve that one. Uh, after a, just a shit first period, uh, to come out and really rally in the second like that, get themselves into it, get a lead, Lose the lead in the third, uh, and then get to overtime and have this happen. Man, that sucks. That sucks. Well, I guess half a step closer to getting the first overall pick, right? Um, Look, this was a totally new format, so again, I'm going to ask anybody listening, if you got some feedback, if you like it, tell me. If you hate it, tell me. If you're neutral, tell me. I don't care. I uh, kind of want to see if maybe doing a little bit of, of different stuff is going to be more interesting for people with with how rough this season's been. Uh, I think us as Habs fans, we're entitled to uh, a little bit of input in the content that we're getting from people. And uh, I hold myself to that same standard. So give me your feedback. I love to hear it. Uh, silver lining of the night. I said it, right? No matter how bad things are going to get, I'm going to do a silver lining every single time. And I'm going with Romanov, honestly. Um, Attempting to... Kind of, a little bit tempting to go with Hoffman. Certainly not after he, you know, took the worst line ever to try and make a D up on a on a breakaway in overtime and ran into his old goaltender. Uh, but he did score, so I was gonna say, you know, possibly he could have been a silver lining. But definitely that uh, running into his old goaltender, it disqualifies him from it. Uh, it was also a little bit tempting. Um, I felt like Suzuki had a good game. But I, I got to go with Romanov, man. That hit that he threw was just gorgeous. He's doing that seemingly on, like on a nightly basis, just obliterating people. It sucks that he has to fight after every single time. I wish he didn't. But just the fact that he's doing it, like this kid is getting better and better and better. And the, the one, maybe the best thing about this season is the fact that he's finally getting consistently a lot of minutes every single night. So he gets to really find his groove. And he's finding it. And he's looking better and better and better. And if that keeps happening, you know, it's going to be really fun watching the Habs blue line in a couple of years when him and Caden Gooley are both going to be out there. Uh, they are going to make it a nightmare to cross the Montreal blue line. 
It is not going to be fun for anyone when Caden Gooley and Alexander Romanov are both ready and they're both out there. They're going to make it a complete nightmare for other teams. It's going to be great. We're going to love it. So the, the future might be bright. It might. From what I'm seeing, uh, it, it could be. Definitely excited to see uh, some more junior games from Caden Gooley coming up pretty soon. Uh, the WHL is going to be back in action. So we'll, we'll take a look at that. So follow me on Twitter at DrakeMT. I make gifts, so I'll definitely be making some gifts of Caden Gooley as soon as I get a chance. We're going to cut things off there. Uh, we are running, well, we're, we're running over 16 minutes as a result of my new format here. So, uh, vraiment une grosse soirée pour les employés de soutien. We are on Spotify, uh, Megaphone, Apple, Google Play. I'm on Twitter, as I mentioned, at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I would appreciate it very much. And drop me a DM to let me know what you think about this new format. Should I continue it? Should I scrap it? Should I just go fuck myself? (laughs) Um, Thank you, everybody, for listening. And as always, à la prochaine.